the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A 2018 engineering report said the oceanfront condominium building that collapsed this week near Miami had major structural damage to a concrete slab below its pool deck and needed extensive repairs. The report was released by the city of Surfside as rescuers continue to dig through the rubble. Today, they say they're still hoping to find somebody alive. They consider a rescue and recovery operation at this time. The effort still going on to find any of the 159 people still unaccounted for. The Pacific Northwest sweltered on Friday as an historic heat wave hit Washington and Oregon, with temperatures in many areas expected to top out 25 to 30 degrees above normal in coming days. Seattle was expected to edge above 100 degrees over the weekend, and in Portland, forecasters said the thermometer could soar to 108 degrees. Tomorrow, that would break an all-time record. This is SRN News. Hey, it's Mike Gallagher. AM 1280 The Patriot is one of the great radio stations in America. I'm proud and thankful to be broadcasting on this station because 1280 The Patriot is composed of truly terrific people. Whenever I visit the Twin Cities, it's an added bonus to meet the people at this great station. You're too kind. We make a great team. Thanks for sticking with us through the last 20. Here's to 20 more. AM 1280, The Patriot. The headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network is coming up next on AM 1280, The Patriot. Always right, we are the Twin Cities home for intelligent radio. Thank you so much for joining us here on a Saturday. Just after 1 o'clock, before we get to the program, let's update the forecast. A chance of showers throughout the day. Cloudy skies, about 80 for the high, down to 64 tonight. Looking at Sunday, scattered showers are possible, partly sunny and 82. That is your forecast on The Patriot. Find us online at am1280thepatriot.com. You can also download our mobile app for free and take us with you. It's free at your device's app store. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My place, charter member and founder of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Going back 18 years, it was about this time 18 years ago, that the first thought of perhaps this ragtag band of bloggers, iconoclasts, rhetorical revolutionaries taking it to the information superhighway streets, to fight for conservatism in one of the moldiest blue parts of the country first started to take shape in my head, much as the thought of, I don't know, getting a second date with Anna Kendrick takes shape in my head occasionally here. It seemed no more plausible then that a bunch of ragtag bloggers would get on the air at a major market radio station then than that other idea seems now. And yet one of them happened. You can guess which one it was. Going on 18 years, almost halfway through year 17, uh, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, proud to be a part of 20 years of AM 1280, The Patriot, as a station. And by the way, I am looking forward to the next big anniversary, the 100th anniversary of AM 1280 as a frequency here in the Twin Cities. That's That's going to be a fun one that perhaps may only mean anything to us radio geeks, but by jinky us radio geeks are people too at any rate uh, i am of course uh, the headliner edition of the northern alliance radio network king banyan heard every saturday morning 9 to 11 on am 1440 the businessman of course jack tomzak coming up immediately after uh, my show today he doesn't have a nickname for his installment yet we're going to have to work on that uh, probably have to get the staff working 
on coming up with the perfect nickname uh, for the Tom Zach show. Otherwise, I'll have to do it myself, uh, and we can't have that happening, can we? Brad Carlson, of course, the closer, uh, coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3 here on AM 12A, The Patriot. And most weeks on this broadcast, I have to guess at what Brad is going to be having on the show And for three quarters of the show tomorrow, it's still true. I'm just going to say tune in for whatever Brad says he's going to have up because it's different every week, with the exception of two shows a year. Two shows a year, you can absolutely bank on on two segments uh, being absolutely locked down. One of them is every year out at Holes for Heroes, out on Medicine Lake, where we Brad and I uh, are the only radio show in the United States, probably the world, to broadcast from out on the ice in on the middle of an ice fishing tournament. We it's it's a distinction we have, and we're we're quite proud of. And two of those segments are always uh, an interview with Miss Minnesota, and it's always a pleasure to be out on the ice watching someone in a tiara and a sash and usually high heels walking on the ice and doing it with style. So that's we got to look forward to first week in February. And, of course, the groundwork for that is set in one of the first weekends or middle weekends in June every year where the Miss Minnesota pageant happens. And, of course, for this last, I don't know, five or six years, the duties of the MC of the Miss Minnesota pageant have gone to our own Burt Parks of Minnesota, Brad Carlson, who has turned the Miss Minnesota pageant into one of his prime side hustles in his life he uh he he is mr mr host he is i don't know who hosted since burt parks left the scene of course burt parks for many years the host of the televised miss america pageant and he died a number of years ago he retired a few years before that i want to say it's ryan seacrest who knows either way brad carlson is it and you can count on the interview with the new miss minnesota 2.30 tomorrow, and those interviews are always great. Brad knows the pageant circuit in a way that I know, I don't know, guitar. Uh, He's he's very good at it. He's mastered the pageant circuit and the the ins and outs and knows the questions to ask. If National Public Radio had a pageant beat, Brad Carlson would be the only reasonable choice to cover it, quite frankly. Thankfully... NPR doesn't have a pageant beat. In fact, that would be beaten down hard by the powers that be at National Public Radio. And that's good. Their loss is our gain. My, I have wandered off topic, haven't I? At any rate, uh, today, of course, a beautiful day for staying in the garage and working on working on, on, on house projects, uh, cleaning out the garage, listening to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's going to be cloudy and rainy all weekend here. And by the way, i got to say my inner Scotsman is loving it because there's plenty of news, and I want to make sure you're in on all of it. You can join me on Twitter or MeWe or Gab, the three social media platforms that uh, take this sort of comment. You can join us on on any of those platforms at the hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show, short for Northern Alliance Radio Network Show. Uh, Twitter, of course, the, the the social medium of choice for people who think in 280-character snippets, and it's run by basically Marxists, but everyone's on it, so we remain there. Me, we, sort of like Facebook for people who oppose censorship. Gab, likewise. Twitter for people who don't need their ideas chopped up for them like a toddler with his first pork chop. Uh, that's, of course, we remain on Twitter and Facebook because, well, speaking for myself, someday we do reserve the right to walk away from the large big tech, leftist-friendly uh, platforms. But until that time, darned if I'm going to run. I think I speak for Brad and Jack in saying much the same. So, big week in Minnesota news. Not as big as it should have been, not as early as it should have been, but, well, well you'll see what I'm saying here in a moment. Uh, yesterday, uh, Governor Waltz announced that he will be relinquishing his emergency powers on August 1st. Five, six weeks out, he'll relinquish his emergency powers. Now, there is a credible argument to be made that he needed to have emergency powers. I mean, for those of you who who weren't there, and I have a hunch all of you were, a year and a half ago, things were a little scary. There was a lot of unknown. There was 
COVID had all the, the makings of a, of a public health catastrophe. And quite frankly, it was. 600,000 dead. That's 50, almost 50% more and than we lost in World War II. It is more people dead. Well, it's flirting with more people dead than in both world wars together in America. And all of that in a year and a half. I mean, the world wars had a grand total of close to six years to kill between them 650,000 people. We may or may not make that mark, but the point is made. That's an awful lot of people dead. Now, most of them, the vast majority, were people at one level of risk, people with serious comorbidities, people with uh, diabetes, obesity, uh, COPD, various forms of cancer, people who, who had serious health problems. High blood pressure was a big killer. And, of course, people who were older. And, of course, when people get to be older, above 60, above 70, those other conditions sort of part of the ticket, as they say. So that there was we didn't know, however. I mean, in all honesty, we didn't know a year and a half ago that, that the disease would focus so heavily on those populations. At that point, people could say, everyone's at risk with a straight face. And, and you really, up until about mid-May, early May, saying otherwise was pretty much a matter of faith rather than science. But by about mid-May, early June, the evidence was starting to come out. And by the way, this show was ahead of the Twin Cities media and really the national media in reporting on this news. I, I, I reported a year ago, late in May, on research from the, from the Centers for Disease Control on cases and, and the distribution of cases and the, distri- and the research uh, in Japan and South Korea, reported in the annals of that particular conservative rag, the Centers of Disease Control, saying that, in fact, the evidence was pointing to the fact that it was indoor air currents that were the, the prime vector for spreading the disease, that surface contamination was almost a non-factor in, in these early studies. And by the way, that has been borne out heavily in succeeding months. In fact, that was generally known by the end of last year that all the time people spent sanitizing surfaces around them was great for nearly eradicating the flu for one solid flu season. So there, there's an upside to, to keeping your surroundings clean, uh, at least in the short term. But it had nothing to do with COVID. COVID was spread, and you knew this if you listened to this broadcast, or at least you had the evidence in mind by 13 months ago if you listened to this broadcast that COVID was spread almost exclusively by indoor contact over the course of periods of 15 to 45 minutes with people who were infected and and with whom you were sharing a fair amount of air, where the air circulation was such that over the course of a not trivial amount of time, 15-plus minutes to 45-plus minutes, say, during the workday in an office, that's, that was the main means of spreading the disease. Running around outside, almost a non-factor. All those people you saw wearing masks outdoors, not doing anyone any good, especially if they're walking alone in the great outdoors. But let's be honest. Around in about St. Patrick's Day of 2021, the day that my company sent us all home to work, which, by the way, has been a great year, and I've been blessed to be part of the population that is able to work from home efficiently, effectively, and productively, very productively, as, as luck would have it. Not everyone is as lucky. But uh, at that time, let's be honest, none of us knew this, and, and I don't think that the, while people objected to the state of emergency— and some have made a good case, it, it was impossible to say as an absolute black or white statement that the state of emergency wasn't necessary 
by uh, by early summer of last year. Uh, by uh, sorry, it was impossible to say that as a black and white thing by uh, the end of March, early uh, April of 2020. Now by the summer, it was kind of a stretch. And yes, there was a second wave that hit Minnesota and hit some of our neighboring states, especially the Dakotas, especially hard. By this point, it was fairly clear to people who paid attention to science as opposed to log rolling that the pandemic was, that particular outbreak was as much related to weather as it was to anything else. And whatever you can say about weather in Minnesota, the fact that it changes is not an emergency in and of itself. So the governor has is ending his state of emergency eventually, August 1st. Why? Why now all of a sudden when the emergency as such has been over for most of the year? More that when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Dennis Prager here with my friend Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck Restoration. Mike, I've seen roofs in the Twin Cities that have many years of life left, but are streaked and stained and look, quite honestly, terrible. Your company actually removes those streaks? Dennis, many people don't know it, but those black streaks and stains are caused by an algae that can be killed and cleaned away. Our process makes roofs look new again. Algae and moss grow on cedar shake roofs. Moss is especially damaging because it actually feeds on the cedar wood and prevents the wood from drying. And when wood doesn't dry, it rots. Cleaning and sealing a cedar shake roof actually extends the life of a roof. Mike, how can people learn more? See videos on our website at RoofToDeck.com. That's RoofToDeck.com. For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. AM1280, the Patriot. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, by the way, a double side of education talk today. So, 
We've got a double dose of Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin today. Of course, they the hosts of Education America coming up at 6 o'clock here on AM 12A, The Patriot. And we'll be talking with both of them, Rebecca and Mark, today on the Northern Alliance. Second hour today, uh, Rebecca and Mark will be joining us to talk all the stuff that's going on new with them. So uh, stay tuned. Education America uh, here on AM 12A, The Patriot, 6 to 6.30 Saturdays. And of course... Second hour here today on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget Jack Tomzak coming up at 3 o'clock today. The new kid on the block, Northern Alliance Radio Network-wise. This is uh, this has been an exciting month in the history of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. At any rate, Governor Waltz announced that his emergency powers will be coming to a self-declared end on August 1st. Now, I've been through this before. There are a number of people saying, well, why haven't the Republicans done something about it? Well, the reason is elections have consequences, bucko. The, 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 under Minnesota law has specified in either the Minnesota Constitution or the state statute that governs emergency powers, the governor's emergency powers can be ended when a majority of both chambers of the legislature votes to end them. And if the and, and if one of those chambers is controlled by a group that will vote with the governor, no matter what, then the Republicans in the other chamber, in this case, Paul Gazelka and the Minnesota Senate Republican caucus can bang their heads and yell and scream and shoot fireworks and TP uh, the governor's mansion all they want. But it, there's nothing they can do about it. Literally, any political capital they spent is being spent just for the sake of spending it it's kind of like buying a second boat you're just doing it because you can at that point and when the gop has a one vote majority in the senate and is the minority in the house albeit by a shrinking percentage then that political capital is not something you squander. It's something where instead of buying that second boat, rhetorically speaking, you spend it on things you need to spend it on. Now, did Paul Gazelka spend his political capital wisely this past session and during the various special sessions? That is another whole separate discussion we can have. And we will be having in coming weeks as we head towards the next round of elections. A very, very vital, important set of elections for Minnesota Republicans. In fact, vital because despite, in some respects, the Minnesota GOP's, sometimes it feels like brilliance in snatching defeat from the jaws of potential victory, there's a good shot of of some serious change happening. I mean, fingers crossed. And by the way, when I say fingers crossed, that means get to the polls. And when you see some of the people that we deal with as conservatives say, well, there's no point to voting for Republicans and they're all the same anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to make them all the same by staying home and pretending there's no difference between the parties. I, I don't mean to be a cheerleader like Hugh Hewitt here. This is an entirely practical case here. But there are reasons to get out there and support serious conservatives this fall. And the government knows this. <laughs> the The state of Minnesota knows this. Uh, Governor Waltz elects to relinquish his emergency powers on August 1st. Of course, he never does anything right away. I mean, the emergency has been over all year, literally all year. The, the last tenuous shreds of a case that there was an emergency that hadn't already been dealt with to the best of government's power, whatever that may be in dealing with Mother Nature and human physiology, that went away with the eventual slowdown of the fall surge last year, which, by the way, was a matter of the weather turning cold. Oh, yeah, you remember when all of your progressive friends were going, hey, look at the Dakotas suddenly have the highest fatality rate in the country. Well, yeah, they did. It was a cold October in North and South Dakota at two states where the hands-off policies of both governors, Christy Noam and, and, and Doug Burgum, uh, had yielded very low fatality rates up until the fall. And then the weather turned bad. And then the fact that both states have older than average populations certainly uh, didn't help them one bit. Now, why didn't Wisconsin's death rate go ratcheting ahead of Minnesota since it is more densely populated, older, and more overweight than Minnesota's? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> uh 
basically the answers to all of them are the the pandemic doesn't follow the, the COVID at least this particular viral contagion doesn't follow the patterns that they thought it did. And by they, I mean people whose idea of science is log-rolling people into acquiescence behind whatever the government decides for them. It doesn't follow those patterns. Exposure indoors, being in close contact with people for significant lengths of time, and is the biggest vector, and being stuck indoors because the weather has gone to heck is what enforces that sort of close-range exposure. Same as being on a, an ocean liner, a cruise ship. Same as, as being stuck in an office with people. Social distancing worked. To the extent that you stayed apart from people, washed your hands, uh, stayed home if you were feeling sick, wore a mask, yes, wore a mask if you were feeling symptomatic, if you, if you were coughing. That helped. That's the same reason, by the way, that's why I break with some of my conservative friends who were poo-pooing the notion of masks. Certain medical staff use them for a reason. Not as a general rule to prevent catching things, but to prevent spreading things to other people. We've talked about this before. So why did the governor decide to relinquish his emergency powers? Well, what did he announce it this week as opposed to five months ago when it was fairly clear uh, that the emergency as such was over? Well... Because certain things are not polling well in the state of Minnesota for Governor Waltz. Uh, certain things that uh, that <laughs> the, the the Democratic Party ran on, that the DFL ran on in, in recent years, uh, especially the, the, the part of the DFL to which Governor Waltz owes his complete fealty, his complete loyalty, to which he owes his power. Remember, Governor Waltz got elected not by being the moderate gun-owning, NRA-A-rated congressman that he was when he represented Southern Minnesota's 1st Congressional District in the United States House of Representatives, when he was a borderline blue-dog Republican. When he realized he wanted to be governor of Minnesota, of course, he realized that he was not going to get a Democratic endorsement or uh, or win a Democratic primary, much less the endorsement by being a moderate Democrat. No, in fact, he had to pucker up and smooch the progressive wing of the DFL in a place we can't talk about people being smooched on AM radio for Salem Broadcasting. Exactly what is going wrong for Governor Waltz that forces him to make this radical announcement? We'll talk about that in a moment here. First, let's go to the phones in Maplewood. Matt, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go right ahead. Thanks for taking my call. I actually I wanted to say I'm, I'm surprised Walt didn't have an announcement that he was going to make an announcement, yeah. which is his normal <laughs> at right. a press conference about the press conference. But anyway, um, I just think, though, it's incumbent on the Republicans in the Senate. Uh, and I agree with you that getting out to vote and throwing these bums out is great. That's what we need to do. It's, it's now more than ever, especially after last year, what we've seen. But I think it's incumbent on the Republicans in the Senate to make sure that they don't drop the issue of changing that Emergency Powers Act, shown that it should never have been written that way. Yep. It should have been written that it required an affirmative extension by the legislature to continue past the 30-day period. Yep. I think that's a good compromise because, obviously, I think the governor does need the, the power to be able to act in an emergency, but it needs to be short-term and it needs to be limited. And absolutely. It, it's it very clear. That, absolutely. And thanks for your call, Matt. Great point. It's very clear that the people who wrote uh, a Minnesota's original emergency power statute long ago, it may, have been over, it may have been over 100 years ago. I can't remember exactly when it was written. But it was written at a time when people had general faith in the integrity of government, that people were not going to politicize states of emergency. And I was one of many conservatives who crossed over and and (laughs) around St. Patrick's Day of 2020 uh, said, "Okay, the governor is doing an an adequate job of dealing with an emergency. I don't think he's I didn't think to be all uh, in all honesty, he was politicizing the emergency to begin with. Now, as of about May 21st, there was no question he was politicizing it. He was grabbing onto it like a dog onto a raw T-bone by that point. And you knew this was the case. In his May, actually, it was, I think, the May, uh, May 11th or May 15th press conference of that year. I remember listening to it live as I was sitting in a parking lot, dumbfounded, as the state's health care economist, uh, when being asked about the model 
that had predicted there would be thousands and thousands of deaths in five figures by June if we didn't have a complete lockdown. Why the code for that model wasn't publicly available. And his response was, well, people might use it to 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 find different results than than we found or that we want them to find. And that is the opposite of science. I mean, if you ever had to study the scientific method, kids ask your parents or perhaps grandparents, uh, you know that sharing your work, showing how you got your results is a key part of what science is supposed to be about. And a key part of the things you need to conceal if you're using politics uh, to to exact a result from society. Been a lot of this going on this last week. I want to talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Okay, folks, it's time to turn screen time into dream time, vision boards into action plans, and some days into todays. Minnesota is home to more than 10,000 lakes, 130 waterfalls, 22 registered scenic byways, and two designated dark sky sanctuaries. It's a place where Prince reigns king and dining is divine. So whether you're looking for the northern lights or city lights, Monet or Chardonnay, find your true north only in Minnesota. ExploreMinnesota.com. Ah, summer. Longer days, warmer nights, and the best time to see the ground from the sky. With the weather heating up, now is the perfect time to soar with the birds with you in the pilot seat. For only $99, Thunderbird Aviation gives you the opportunity to pilot the plane with an instructor, from conducting the pre-check to participating in the takeoff and landing. Leave with an aviation experience you won't forget. Schedule your introductory flight by visiting ThunderbirdAviation.com or emailing fly at ThunderbirdAviation.com. Now that spring is here, your windshield may be exposed to a few more uh, hazards. So trust your repairs to Advantage Auto Glass. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. You root for your home team, so why not trust your windshield to your hometown repair shop, Advantage Auto Glass. So give us a call today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Or if you call your agent or your claims line first, make sure you tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass and no one else. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call, and I hope you do that. It's, it's We love talking with the audience. And by the way, standing orders to the producers, if you disagree with me, if you want to try and take a chunk out of me, by all means, you get to the front of the line. Unlike Minnesota Public Radio, unlike the inexplicably still in existence AM 950, I will... Uh, we are going to take your call first. So give us a call, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, 
Stand With Israel tour with Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher coming up. It uh, kicks off just a couple months away here. We're getting down to uh, October. It's uh, oddly specific times. The, the tour kicks off at 11 p.m. on October 26th and goes to 11 p.m. on November 5th. I, I'm assuming that somebody just got a little overzealous on the time. Either that or... or you, well, you can tell when things are run by broadcasters. All the times are down to the second. Anyway, you can tell that level of precision will be in effect throughout the entire tour, uh, or the uh, the entire Stand With Israel tour coming up, uh, courtesy of our good friends at Salem, Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, and a whole bunch of your closest friends uh, touring the Holy Land. It's it's an amazing experience, and you can still get booked for that. Go to amtolvaythepatriot.com, follow the links, click on the Stand With Israel banner, and just carry on. Anyway, Governor Waltz giving up his emergency power. Now, why is this? You knew, going back to 2017, that Governor Waltz had realized being a moderate in the DFL in the state of Minnesota was the road to Palookaville. In a piece that Brad Carlson was kind enough to point out to me in our video chat just now, which, by the way, is on the AM12A, the Patriot fan page. Hi. Uh, Those of you who are watching you can see, listen to the show and see me talk. So gr- glad to have you tuned in. Uh, a piece I wrote in 2017, about a year before the election, that uh, led to Governor Waltz uh, becoming Governor Waltz. A piece entitled Representative Waltz Lied Down with Progressive Minnesota. Or, I'm sorry, Lied, Lied Down with Protect Minnesota, Wake Up with ELCA Hair. It was fairly obvious that go- uh, at that time, Representative Waltz was plighting his troth, pledging his troth, becoming engaged, shall we say, to the, uh, or at least cuddling up and being the little spoon, if you will, with uh, the progressive wing of the DFL, a, a wing that had never been his home turf up to that point. I mean, he was running for office in southern Minnesota, running as a progressive down there, used to be pretty self-limiting, as indeed it was for Dan Feehan this last couple of elections. Anyway, he had to cuddle up to Big Left to get a shot at the primary to say nothing of the endorsement. He did not get endorsed. It was Aaron and Aaron, Aaron Murphy and Aaron May Quaid, the uh, who, who got endorsed by the DFL convention, along with uh, a bunch of people who would have been rejected from the cast of the original Star Wars movie Cantina band scene uh, throughout up and down the ticket. I mean. Relative sanity prevailed, and, and Governor Waltz won the primary and then on, went on to win the election. And to do that, he had to promise big to the progressive wing of the DFL on issue after issue after issue. Now, COVID was not one of those issues. Nobody predicted uh, at least that particular pandemic uh, going back to 2018. But there were some other issues that you can predict are going to be big issues in the state of Minnesota. Uh, the, the the progressive wing of the DFL is going to go for big budgets. They're going to go for wealth transfers. They're going to go for the whatever the flavor of the, of the month is for social issues, especially in Minneapolis and St. Paul. They're two big, I was going to say laboratories, but in fact, uh, two big wealth transfer engines that the DFL has in the state of Minnesota, along with the public employee unions and issue after issue after issue. And... What we've seen this last couple of uh, weeks has been sort of, for lack of a better term, the fruition of something I predicted in 2018 when Governor Waltz won and when the DFL uh, jumped ahead, well ahead of the of the GOP in the Minnesota House, flipped the Minnesota House back to them, and uh, and and took the uh, retook the governor's office after eight years of Mark Dayton, kept it in the DFL's hands as well as sweeping all the constitutional offices. I said, just you watch the 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 DFL, especially the progressive wing of the DFL's big Achilles heel, is that when they get power, they overreach. They can't help it. It's wired into them. They have to overreach. Overreach. It, it's it's like. Trying to be a progressive DFLer without overreaching is trying to be like a downhill skier that never descends. It's physically impossible. The laws of political physics militate against it. 
And it's starting to hurt Governor Waltz. This came out in Alpha News this past week on one of the DFL's pet issues, how to deal with crime in the urban area. By the way, the progressive wing of the DFL's point of view on dealing with crime in, uh, crime in urban areas is that worrying about it is a matter of white, uh, white privilege. You, If you think public safety is something you have a reasonable, uh, you have reason to expect as a taxpayer, well, that's just your privilege talking. And a fair number of people in Minnesota are apparently are have had enough. As we head towards a midterm election a year and a half out with the control of both the House and the Senate and all the constitutional offices, including the governor, at stake, a poll that was publicized in Alpha News this past week shows Minnesotans are kind of unthrilled with the way government is handling events in the state in the state of Minnesota. I quote the uh, piece from Alpha News this past week. Considering opinions on Governor Tim Waltz's approach to handling crime, the results have virtually flipped since last year in terms of approval. In June of 2020, 59% of Minnesotans approved and 35% disapproved of the governor's approach to crime. But this month, 55% disapproved and only 39% approved. 58% of respondents said they visited Minneapolis less than normal in the past year, compared to 4% who said they visited the city more frequently than in the past. I mean, I'm one of them, by the way. Say what you will about the government of Minneapolis. I used, I used to go to Minneapolis a lot, at the very least meeting friends uptown for happy hour once a month. I've done that once in the last year, and it happened to be near the intersection of Lake and Girard, which is probably the last place I'm going anytime soon. It's been in all the papers and all the TV stations. It's been a virtual chaz, a virtual no-go zone like 38th in Chicago for the last close to a month now. So probably be a while before I do happy hour uptown again. I've worked downtown for a long time. I'm perfectly happy not to be doing that anymore. I used to love downtown Minneapolis. Uh, by the way, 4% say they're visiting the city more frequently uh, than in the past. I'm going to suspect that a good chunk of those are going downtown for the hot rotting and the carjacking. Anyway, despite this, a majority of Minnesotans do trust law enforcement to keep the city safe for more than they trust elected leaders, far more than they trust elected leaders in the state to do the same. You saw this during the riots. And you've seen this ever since the riots. Governor Waltz has kept very, very, very quiet about crime in the city, leaving Governor, uh, rather Mayor Fry and especially uh, Mayor Carter and especially Mayor Fry to twist in the breeze <laughs> because it's not his problem. In fact, his passive aggression on the subject was the subject for much comment about this time a year ago as Governor Waltz played bureaucratic games with the National Guard saying, oh, you got to ask just the right way. you got to fill out the paper. We need a TPS form. Uh, yeah, it would be great if you sent us a TPS form with a detailed deployment plan for the Minnesota Guard. What, you're not a former NCO? Well, policies are po – yeah, this is Governor Waltz almost in as many words. I, I am satirizing. But I'm not wrong. <laughs> you, you saw the governor play patty cake with the National Guard until most of Lake Street was already burned down uh, last year. We, we talked about this a year ago. We'll be continuing to talk about it for a while. Other people are talking about it, too, because the governor's polling numbers are crashing. And the governor's polling numbers, I suspect, are, and, and the DFL's polling numbers have to be collapsing on a number of issues Many of them, I think, many issues that are important to an awful lot of people. The pandemic, the handling of crime, uh, the, the, uh, the collapsing of the education system, the, uh, the, 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 the threats to our political system, especially at a national level, the lack of satisfaction with the notion of critical race theory, especially in schools and in other institutions in American society, uh, immigration, the complete collapse of any notion of sovereignty on our southern border. I had a friend of mine uh, who called me last week and said he's feeling pretty good about the GOP's chances heading into the midterms. Because look at the way the polls are working for the DFL right now and the Democrats nationwide. To which I responded, well, yeah, that's a fact. But it's a year and a half till midterms and almost three years. Uh, 
practice, take three and a half years now, two and a half, three and a half years till the next round of presidential elections. And between now and then, as sure as the sun will rise in the east, there will be what I call the great deflection. The Democrats, the DFL in Minnesota, the Democrats nationwide, will find a way, or at least they'll give it the old school try, to deflect Americans' attentions away from these issues that are causing them to causing them harm at the polls. And in fact, even better than that, or worse than that, if you are a conservative, to try and saddle them with uh, saddle the conservatives with those very issues. Uh, we'll be talking about that when we come back because the great deflection, I'm going to suggest, has begun, and it's uh, it's. It's something to be concerned about. Well, more of that when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany Santa Fe. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something. Something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Hey, don't forget, the Dinesh D'Souza podcast, heard five days a week at the AM12A, the Patriot.com website. You, you don't get enough Dinesh D'Souza from his frequent movies, or his even more frequent and excellent books, 
by all means, check them out five days a week. Totally worth it. By the way, if you have not already, on my recommendation, picked up a copy of his book, excellent book, Ronald Reagan, How an Ordinary Man Became an Extraordinary President, do. It will ground you. In addition to giving you the best uh, recap of Ronald Reagan's life, that of the great greatest president of my lifetime, and let's be honest, yours as well, unless you were born after 1988, which it occurs to me many of you were. Whew, boy. Anyway, uh, it also is a great grounding in why Ronald Reagan mattered uh, to conservatism, why conservatism mattered to this country then, and why real, genuine conservatism should matter, can matter, to the point of saving this society now. Check out uh, the book and, of course, Dinesh D'Souza's daily podcast on am12athepatriot.com. So, Governor Waltz sees the polls. He's reacting. People are saying, oh, look at it. I mean, on issue after issue, the Democrats are coming up in the short end of polling. And it's an impressive range of issues. And you're seeing that manifested in the way they're approaching some, you know, some issues on the national level and the state level. Governor Waltz relinquishing his emergency power. That's one of them, potentially. Uh, the Democrats in Congress uh, backing off on, on some of the other issues that they, they've had. We've seen this in the past week. Basically, Ben Shapiro went so far as to declare their, uh, their, their forward progress dead other than through tricks like reconciliation for this this session and perhaps for the next uh, between now and the midterms. We shall see. But I am urging my conservative friends not to get too complacent about things. Because you may recall in 2012, 2011 and 2012, Barack Obama was in big trouble. He burned all of his political capital on winning Obamacare, and he got it by one, count it one, count it one, illicitly gotten vote, that would be Al Franken's, or f- votes that were freed up by Al Franken, uh, getting them a one-vote majority. Uh, and that was the only reason he got Obamacare. He got no other part of his domestic agenda. The Tea Party crushed the Democrats in the 2010 election. And they went on to, uh, the Republicans went on to, do further damage to the Democrat majority in 2012, every place but Minnesota, naturally. And with that in mind, the the Democrat noise machine counterpunched with with what? A a campaign of great substance? A a literate tackling of the issues? (laughs) I slay me. No, they, they, they countered with the Republican war on women meme, which, by the way, was... Uh, a fabulism, a, a lie. It was something they made up. They they stitched together out of context information and, frankly, just a bunch of baked wind to pass along the chanting point. That's the proper term for it. The chanting point that the Republicans were hostile to women. The exact opposite is the case. In fact, you, if you were a woman or a African-American, a Latino, uh, any any of their constituencies, It's a solid case to be made that you're in an abusive relationship. But the great deflection did as much as anything to defuse the threat that Mitt Romney, say what you will about him, the threat that he provided to the Obama presidency in 2012. It was a great deflection away from all of Barack Obama's failures, all of Obama's uh, out-in-the-open rhetoric about how we wanted to transform American society. He muted it a little bit for mixed audiences, but you know what he was about. It was a deflection away from the facts, and it worked. And if you think the lesson is lost on them, think again. On issue after issue on which the Democrats are getting hurt in the polls, you can expect the big deflection to start. In fact, we're seeing it now. On handling the pandemic, on crime, on critical race theory, on the destruction of democracy, which is not the, the terms they use for it, but it's frankly what they're working towards. So, for example, by eliminating the filibuster, by packing the Supreme Court, by amending the Constitution to uh, to to get rid to uh, to uh, amending the purpose of the Senate by making the Senate a majoritarian institution uh, on things like immigration. An, an issue that should be harming them on the corrosive effect of critical race theory, basically acceptable racism in education and in institutions. 
The Democrats' polling is doing very badly, and you can see this looking at what's going on in places like like Loudoun County, uh, Virginia. And the Democrats are not going to let that stand, and they will deal with that by deflecting away from it. You're seeing it constantly now. On the handling of the pandemic, you say, well, the Democrats have been pushing this, uh, this, this, this browbeating, bullying version of science, to which Democrats respond, hey, don't talk to us about science. You're the creationists. As if Ben Carson is less of a scientist for being a young earth creationist. By the way, bring that up to your uh, pro-science Democrat friends who believe that uh, someone who calls themselves a woman thus has their DNA changed, which some of them do in fact believe. <laughs> and they say young earth creationism is, is, is out there. How about immigration? Uh, they, they, they created the problem we're having at the southern border. Well, they toss it right back and say, well, this is really your problem. This is, this is Trump policies. Orange Hitler caused all these. They were just inheriting his mess, notwithstanding the fact that numbers went up after the inauguration of Joe Biden and whoever's really running things. A crime. Oh, this has been a great one this past week. You have the likes of Lori Lightfoot uh, saying, uh, we, we wouldn't have crime, a crime problem in Chicago if it weren't for Indiana next door. Or you have people like Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, one of the great shooting galleries in America, say, oh, it's really not that bad here. Boy, if it weren't for Indiana and all their guns next door, we would be as, as peaceful as, as rural Wyoming without ever explaining why Indiana isn't a shooting gallery. How about critical race theory as effect in the schools? Uh, the, the fact that parents have had enough of it. Oh, you heard this. You heard the great deflection beginning this past week uh, in, in, uh, on national public radio where Terry Gross on the Fresh Air show uh, did a full hour on the, the big conservative money that's lining up, lining up against critical race theory. So the fact that people are objecting to racism being a driving force in public education isn't a matter of people being sick, tired, and disgusted of their children being hijacked and, and their education being turned into a commodity of leftist indoctrination. No, no, no. It's those darn big conservative dollars at fault. Notwithstanding the fact that, that progressive money dwarfs re, uh, Republican money in politics. Uh, let's talk about destroying the system. All these attempts that Democrats are making, forget about James Hodgkinson trying to shoot up the Republican softball team. No, uh, about packing the Supreme Court, about politicized violence in the streets of Minneapolis. What do they respond? Oh, remember January 6th? Yeah, there's never been any other political, but the great deflection has begun. We'll be there to chronicle it. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Rebecca Hagstrom, Mark Durkin, join us right after the break. Go nowhere. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. You've been lied to. 
Lied to by corrupt Washington politicians and the Wall Street propaganda machine. Hi, I'm Inc. Magazine bestselling author Brett Kitchen, and I want to give you a free copy of my brand new book, Wealth Beyond Wall Street, because we all know another market crash could be right around the corner. After losing 35% in my IRA in the crash years ago, I said enough, and since then I discovered a way to grow money potentially double digits, reduce taxes dramatically, and also have my money protected when the next stock market crash hits. When the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. Call Wealth Beyond Wall Street now to get your free copy and talk with a specialist to discover this little-known strategy to get potential double-digit growth during good years and never lose when the next stock market crash hits, all while building a tax-advantaged retirement. Call 800-940-4242 to discover this asset that people like Walt Disney and JCPenney use to grow wealthy. Plus, get one of just 97 free books left. We even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. Call 800-940-4242. That's 1-800-940-4242. 1-800-940-4242. Do you need a new battery for your lawnmower, boat, or motorcycle? Full Service Battery offers the lowest prices on batteries in town. Need batteries for your golf cart? Full Service Battery will recycle your old ones and even install the new batteries. Let local, family-owned Full Service Battery put their over 20 years of experience to work for you. They can even custom build a battery cable if you need it. There's only one name you need to remember for batteries, and that's Full Service Battery. Search them online, Full Service Battery. AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTH.